I'm in love with my Savior and He's in love with me. He is with me from day to day. What a friend is He. Watches over me while I sleep and hears me when I pray. I'm as happy as I can be. Now I can say, somebody loves me and He answers my prayer. I love somebody, I know he cares, somebody tells me not to reply, that somebody is Jesus and I know he's mine. You'll be happy if you will let Jesus have his way. For us all to do every passing day. Feed the hungry and cheer the sad for the sinner pray. You'll have joy that you've never had, then you can say, Somebody loves me and he answers my prayer. I love somebody, I know he cares. Somebody tells me not to reply. That somebody is Jesus and I know he's mine. When at last when our work is done, he will call us home. To a mansion he has prepared, never more to roam. We'll sit down by the riverside, cares all pass away. And with never a pain to bear, what a happy day. Somebody loves me and he answers my prayer. I love somebody, I know he cares. Somebody tells me not to reply. That somebody is Jesus and I know he's mine. That somebody is Jesus I trust he's yours. Amen? Amen I'll tell you what, um, I changed my mind. Let's go ahead and take this and just set it down here, not lean it back. Uh, we lean it back right now. This just may create an earthquake or something. <clears throat> so we'll just set it down that way, all right? <clears throat> it has a lot of things in there for the uh, uh, rally that we have, for our bus rally every afternoon, things like that on Sundays. So we'll just uh, set it down in front. But again, tonight we uh, want to... Um, we call it Vision Night because we're going to unveil our new uh, theme for the year, and <clears throat> that gives us an idea of where we're going, what our emphasis will be along the way. And again, last year was a mind to work, and our goal and our desire, obviously, was that we had a lot to accomplish and much to get done. Of course, we always do, but we realized that if it wasn't for a combined effort on the part of God's people, that there was going to be a real problem obtaining the goals that we believe the Lord put on our hearts. So we saw that God did a great thing last year. We saw a number of things happen. We, of course, had a uh, building fund offering that, was, uh, <clears throat> that, was, that turned out very well. It started off at uh, a commitment of 61000 but ended up at around eighty one, I believe, or somewhere around there. So you can't, you know, we were very pleased with how that took place and how that transpired. And again, there were folks, obviously, that gave that did not commit. There were others that gave more than they committed. 
And uh, with that said, we were able to continue the work and to move forward in our, prog in our progress as a result of that. And so we're very pleased. We are at a place, and we'll talk more about this at the dinner series, where some things need to take place, uh, and we're looking forward to the Lord meeting some needs. And uh, so we'll give more detail about that. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag or you won't uh, come to the dinner series. So anyway, <clears throat> we're looking forward to that uh, on the, the, um, the 2nd of February, I believe it is. And so we'll, we'll have that. Um, we're, we're, uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But nonetheless, um, so I want to take a few moments tonight and I want to share with you where we're going. And, and I want to give you an idea of the scripture we're going to be utilizing and how it's going to come together a little bit. And uh, I think you'll, you'll find that it is a very appropriate and a very, a very good thing for the coming year. I'm excited about it. I know it applies to me personally, and it's going to apply to you. And uh, so let's go ahead and take our Bibles tonight, turn over to the book of Second Peter. You can go ahead and throw that up there, fellas, and we'll see our Vision Nights picture up there. And so Second uh, <clears throat> Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. If you're in the corners or wings, you... You may want to move. I don't know. That's up to you. But uh, we'll be utilizing this uh, screen today <clears throat> for the uh, duration, or at least for this time being. Second Peter chapter 1. We're going to go ahead and read that. I'll read aloud, beginning in verse 1. Read the first 10 verses of the chapter. Uh, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God, and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceedingly exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. We're going to kick things off this year in that particular passage, but we had a good year last year, and we certainly are thankful for what the Lord has done for us. We've seen a number of families join our church. We've seen an increase in our attendance. We've noted again that our our offerings have increased some as well. We uh, ended the year strong with that area as well as a number of others. We're very pleased with that. We're glad about that. We're excited about that because that sets the stage and the tone as we move forward. One of the things that a church has to have that's going to continue to, to move forward is momentum. It's true in a, a running back that's going uh, down a field through an offensive line. It's true about any business. It's true concerning your family. You need momentum. You need to be going in a direction and heading in the right, the direction, right direction, and you've got to have some momentum. We don't want to get slowed down. We don't want to become sluggish, if you will. And so the church has picked up a little momentum along the way, is the way I would say it, and we don't want to lose that momentum. We, we've seen souls saved out in our door knocking. We're noting that there are folks visiting as a result of the, whether it be the couriers or whether it be the, 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 those that are making their way out knocking doors and inviting folks to church. A number of you are passing out tracts and inviting friends and family from work and 
home and so forth. And so we're seeing positive things. But we want to see more of that, and we want to keep that going in the right direction. And so uh, this year, we're going to uh, obviously move along. And uh, with that said, let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll kick things off, and I'll fill you in, and we'll ultimately unveil our new theme for the year. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. We thank you again for just the privilege that we've had to be a part of Community Baptist Temple this year. And Lord, uh, we just ask, dear God, that once again your hand would be on this ministry, that, Father, we would not be independent of you, that, Lord, you would not be on the outside knocking, seeking admission, but, Lord, we would truly allow you and encourage you and invite you into our midst. Lord, again, thank you for these that have been so faithful through these, this last year, many through a number of years. But, Father, we're trusting you now. Father, it doesn't matter what's taken place last year. The Apostle Paul said, Lord, that, that forgetting those things which are behind, or that includes not only the bad things, but that includes the good things. We can't rest on what we did. We have to go forward doing what you've called us to do. Help us, Lord, to be very diligent and to be very serious about accomplishing your will and plan for Community Baptist Temple and each life that's represented here. Bless the service tonight. May our hearts be stirred as we consider and as we reflect on this new theme. Lord, may you be glorified in it as we move forward in 2016. Well, thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. Now, as we go into Vision Night, we we always kind of kick off with our ministry verses so that we're reminded of where we came from. In the book of Jeremiah 33.3, the Bible says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and shew thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Community Baptist Temple is a, a ministry of miracles in my eyes. So many things that God has done for us through the years that we could not have done otherwise. And that's all a direct result of prayer. And before the Community Baptist Temple ever opened its doors in 1994, the fact was is that that verse became a, very, became a theme verse of the ministry here. We had to trust and we believed that God would answer prayer. If he wouldn't answer prayer, we wouldn't be where we are today. We certainly wouldn't be going where we're going to tomorrow. And so, call unto me and I will answer thee and shew thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And then another verse that stuck in my mind as we began the ministry those many years ago, 21 years ago, was Psalm chapter 40, verse 1 through 3. So I thought of the psalmist as he said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and I heard my, heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my going. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. This is the part I really like. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. I was convinced convinced that it was important that God be lifted up and elevated. We know that to be true in the Word of God, but we also need to understand that in a very practical sense, that many shall see it in fear and trust in the Lord. Every success that we see as a church here at Community Baptist Temple is for one reason, at least in my eyes, that many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. Everything that happens good in my marriage, my family, my life, is so that many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. Everything that we do, say, and think ought to go toward that goal, that desire to see God elevated and magnified, that many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. So we know that prayer works. We believe that if we'll cry out and pray that God will answer. But we also believe that the purpose that He answers our prayers is that He might be elevated and magnified. And so those are the verses that we kicked Community Baptist Temple off with 21 years ago. And I trust and pray that we continue to focus and move forward with those as a very basic foundation. Now, the 2016 theme, it's derived out of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 7, where the passage says, and besides this, 
giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. What was the main emphasis? Well, here it is. Add to your faith. That's our new theme this year. Add to your faith. That's the new theme for 2016. I didn't have a big drum roll, but I thought I'd just give it to you. As Tony Hudson would say, give it to you straight. Right? So there it is. I gave it to you straight. All right? Add to your faith. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. And that's our new theme. Someone says, what's, what's that about? What is that about? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Because we're going to talk just a little bit about that right now. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. How do we do that? Well, in the text, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 10, we noted a couple things. First of all, we know that Peter's writing to some believers who have endured and experienced a tremendous amount of persecution. They've been through a lot. In the book of 1 Peter, of course, we know that these are, are, are men and women of God who have struggled. We know that Nero and other great, uh, other great leaders in the world, at least, they would call themselves great, were bringing down... I mean, really bringing it down on the Christians. They were giving them a hard time, certainly not making it easy for them. They knew what poverty was. They knew what persecution was. And, you know, he was very concerned for the people of God. That's the Apostle Paul, that is. Extremely concerned. And also Peter and John and all the apostles. But we know here in this particular passage, Peter's writing now to these people, and he wants to ensure their future. He wants to help them get to where they need to be, not just where they are. And so they've navigated and they've triumphed over the conflict without. They've dealt with the fact that there's been, uh, um, you know, emperors that wanted to see Christianity wiped off the face of the earth. They've dealt with others that in, in the world, secular world, that tried to get rid of the word of God. But now he's especially concerned with the corruption within, with what's taking place in the church. <clears throat> so he provides them with a prescription for success in the Christian life. He's worried that they're not going to finish the race strong. He's concerned they might back away and not accomplish what God's called them to do. So he provides them, as I said, with this prescription for success in the Christian life. And so I want to note just a couple of things in our passage today that are part of that prescription. Notice what it says here. And number one, we see the foundation is affirmed in Second Peter. The foundation is affirmed. Notice verses one through four here. Again, we have this little portion that says, to them that have obtained like precious faith in verse 1. And then he goes on in verse 4 to say, who are partakers of the divine nature. Now, he's talking to these servants, and he goes, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So he immediately kicks off the passage in first in Second Peter chapter 1, saying, listen now, you guys, the ones I'm speaking to, you have obtained... Like precious faith with us. So he's saying, we both have the same exact faith. We believe in the same Savior. We believe in the same means by which a man is saved. The fact is, is that the world has all kind of ideas of how a person gets to heaven. They've got their own philosophy, their own mentality. They've got their own ideology. But the Word of God is very clear. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Apostle Peter is saying to these people, he's saying, listen, I have, I have shared this letter with you, but I want you to understand that you and I are on the same team. You and I are at the same place. We believe in the same faith, the same Savior, the same salvation. 
And they have that same salvation. As he says in verse 4, they're partakers of the divine nature. Each and every one of us have the exact same nature. We have Christ in us. And so we see the foundation is affirmed. Immediately he establishes the fact that we are all on the foundation. We're all depending, resting, standing upon Jesus Christ. So our salvation is not the issue. That's not what's in question here. I'm not going to address your salvation. The fact is is that you have the divine nature. I have the divine nature. You have the Savior Jesus Christ. I have the Savior Jesus Christ. Your feet are on a solid foundation. My feet are on a solid foundation. Right off the bat, the foundation is affirmed. But then we notice as we move along, we see the framework is added. In verses 5 through 7, this is where we get into where our theme uh, for the year is. And again, very simply it says, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. So we see that we're going to add a few things. He provides us with a building list, so to speak, a, a, a list of materials needed and necessary to, to, to pro- provide a framework, a framework for this building that we're building. He instructs them to add these certain characteristics and qualities to their faith foundation. We already have a foundation of faith. Now let's add upon it, he says. It's not enough that you know Jesus Christ. It's not enough that you're saved under the blood. That's good, and that's wonderful. But the fact is, is if you're going to withstand, if you're going to deal with not only the exterior pressures, the outside pressures, but even more importantly and more difficult, the inward pressures and those things which transpire and take place within the context of the church and amongst the family and the body of Christ, then you're going to need to build on that foundation. You can't just rest on the foundation. You're going to have to build upon it. And so he says, upon that faith, you're going to have to put a little virtue. And then you're going to have to build upon that knowledge and temperance and then patience and godliness and kindness and charity. Those are all issues that have to be, those are things that have to be added. Characteristics and qualities. They're built one upon the other. The framework's added. You know, we're all building something. Whether you realize it or not, you're building a spiritual life and a spiritual legacy. And the fact is, is that if you want to continue in the faith, you don't want to find yourself washing out, then you're going to have to add to that foundation. That's all there is to it. You must build upon it now. There's a framework. And so the Apostle Peter gives the framework. Then in the passage, we understand something else that's very interesting. He says, okay, you have the foundation. We all have the same exact faith. The same Spirit of God living in us. We're not, in question, we're not questioning whether or not you know the Lord, whether or not you're saved. The fact is, though, is that you're going to have to build upon that faith. You're going to have to take that foundation and begin to add to it. But if you add to it, the fruit is assured. In verses 8 and 9, notice again, he says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. But again, notice, if we'll add these things, if they be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. Have you ever met children of God who are barren and unfruitful? 
You think to yourself, oh, I, I've met them. Matter of fact, you may have even thought I, there was a time in my life I was like that. <clears throat> exactly. Well, the Bible says that the Apostle Peter did not want them to end up that way. He didn't want them to move forward in their Christian life without fruit. He didn't want them to continue in the Christian race without being, being barren. He wanted them to accomplish something and to truly do something on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he makes it clear that building upon our faith foundation is essential if we want to be fruitful. It's not enough to be saved. You will not be fruitful and you will not produce if indeed you simply sit and soak in your salvation. That will not happen. And he wants to make it very clear that you have to begin to build upon that faith foundation. And you put that framework in place. You begin to grow in Christ. And as you grow in Christ, you become fruitful in the Lord. And it's guaranteed fruit. It's not a matter of, well, he's very fortunate or she's very charismatic or they have a very a wonderful opportunity or they come from a better family or they've had a better upbringing and so they've had more opportunity. No, that's not what this is about. The fact is, is that you're to build upon your faith foundation and as we build upon that faith foundation, our fruitfulness is guaranteed. If a man or a woman is unfruitful in the Christian life, no matter how they were raised or where they came from, it is simply their fault. Because they have failed to build upon that faith foundation. Because if we build on that faith foundation, we are guaranteed and assured fruit in the Christian life. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. Now it's worth noting the phrase, if these things be in you. It's one thing to try to demonstrate them externally. But the fact is we must conform to them internally. It's not enough to simply say, well, I'm going to try to love people better. No, that love has to be within us. See, when we look at some of these things, virtue and knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, kindness and charity, those are things not that we just simply need to embrace externally. But he makes it very clear that they're to be in you which means that they must be conformed to internally. They must become who we are, what we are. It's not a matter of what we just do. Although doing is important when you haven't figured it out yet, you ought to do right whether you want to or not. But the fact is, is that until you begin to do right, because it's within you to do right, you'll not be faithful and fruitful and continued and consistent in your Christian life. So it has to be internal. It has to take root in us. And that's where... This aspect of building upon that foundation, adding to our faith, is so important. So the fruit's assured. This thing ain't working now. Oh, there it goes. Oh, go back. Go back. But then we note that the fall is avoided. The fall is avoided. For if ye do these things, ye shall... What's it say? Never fall. Do what things? Add to your faith. Don't you get a little bit tired of watching people wash out in the Christian life? Doesn't it bother you to see people that are faithful and consistent in their Christian life? Maybe they had standards and they had a Bible and they were even soul winning and they were serious about giving and they loved the house of God, the people of God. They were involved in the work of God. Man, their family was centered around 
devotions and they made sure they shared the gospel in their home and the word of God with their children and boy I mean things were clicking in the household things were clicking in the church house and things were clicking in the workplace so to speak for Christianity and all of a sudden you just don't understand what happened that bother you you know what happened it stopped building on the foundation because, see, someone says, well, that's not true. That can't be the case. Well, uh, they're back in the world. They're back in sin. They're back into that worldly mentality and focusing on the carnal flesh again. Well, wait a second. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. That's what it says. So the Bible says. So what God says. If you fall, if I fall, it's because we stopped building on a faith foundation. It's because we began to just rest in our salvation instead of building upon it. That's the reality of it. It's not very popular because the truth is, Americans, we love to blame people for every failure in our life. It's just natural, right? And it is natural. Right from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, what's the first thing that Adam does? He says, it's the wife thou givest me. It's her fault, Lord. That's why I ate the fruit, because of her. And then he says to her, well, why'd you do And she says, oh, whoa, 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 it's because of that serpent over there. Hey, listen, we as human beings are very quick to try to blame everyone else for our failures and our faults. And the fact is, as believers, it hasn't changed a lick. We're still in that flesh so often. And when we get to the place where we're not building on that faith foundation, the reality is it's very easy for us when we suffer in our area of spiritual, uh, spirituality to somehow want to blame someone else. Whether it's a pastor, whether it's a husband, a wife, whether it's our family, it could possibly be the culture in which we live. Somehow, some way, someone, something has to be at fault. It can't be me. That's how we are. Unfortunately, the Word of God is very clear. For if you do these things, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, we could go on and on, ye shall never fall. Isn't that the goal? To continue to stay faithful and consistent to the very end, to run the race, and to finish strong? How do you do that? Add to your faith. Add to your faith. Let's go ahead and take those covers off. Add to your faith. That's how you do it. No other way. It's real simple. We have to add to our faith. Until we learn to add to our faith, until we learn to add to our faith, we will forever be double-minded. We'll forever struggle with being consistent in the Christian life. To the point where even, if not careful, we'll get to the place like verse 9 says, but, if, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Well, that'd be a sad place to be, isn't it? No longer living like you're saved, no longer thinking like you're saved, no longer acting like you're saved, following the flesh, living for self. That's pretty sad. It's pretty pitiful, isn't it? All because we fail to add to our faith. So, the text is 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 through 10. We note the foundations affirmed. I trust you're saved tonight. I trust you put your faith in Christ. More than likely you have. If not, you need to settle that and deal with it. Only you know that between you and the Lord. But the fact is, is that the foundation is affirmed. It is the same for you and I. 
My salvation is based on nothing more or less than what your salvation is. It's the exact same. It's Jesus Christ. Him only. The framework is added. The fruit is assured. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd like to see more fruit this year in 2016. You say, what do you mean? I'd like to see souls saved. I'd like to see people discipled, baptized, folks taught and trained how to be soul winners even more than ever. I'd like to see fruit. I'd like to see families restored. I'd like to see marriages strengthened. I'd like to see children submissive to parents. I'd like to see biblical principles and concepts being applied to each life and every family member here at Community Baptist Temple. Man, I want to see that. I want that to be part of your life, my life. Fruit. Fruit that affects the church. Fruit that affects the home. Fruit that affects the family. Fruit that ultimately affects our culture and our society that we live in. It's not a selfish thing to want to see fruit. Rather, it's unselfish. Because here's the reality of it. It costs something to produce fruit in your life. You have to add to your faith. And that's not, that's not something that comes without effort. <clears throat> that takes time. It takes diligence. It takes commitment. But if we want God to to truly make us to where we're neither unbarren nor unfruitful, then we must add to our faith. And so in 2016, I think it's an appropriate that we as a church look and say, we need to add to our faith. See, that building over there will not be enough to make us successful. Success in the Christian life is not based on where we arrive. It's based on who we are and who we serve. He's the one that needs to be elevated and magnified. It's not about growing a church numerically. It's not about simply having a few more notches in a gun belt. It's not that. That's not what this is all about. And so what I'm concerned about is we go into a building and we have not built upon our own personal faith. And we get over there and we still are relying on a building. We're relying on some kind of promotional plan. We're relying on some mechanical aspect of the ministry to grow the ministry, to strengthen the ministry, to succeed in the ministry. And I'm going to tell you, that's not going to get the job done. The fact is, is that we'll never be any stronger than the weakest link in this church. And it's important that we start to build on that faith, that we add to our faith so that individually we become everything God wants us to be. And then corporately, we will have nothing that will be able to stand in our way. God, may God help us to add to our faith in 2016 so that we're neither barren nor unfruitful and that we never fall. I wonder, will you be here next year at this time? I'm not talking about you move out of the area, God leads your family out of the area with a specific purpose to serve the Lord or possibly, unfortunately, we hate to hear about these things, but job situations may lead you out and the Lord allows you to go not just before the job, but he gives you an idea and an understanding that wherever you're going, you're going as a missionary for him. I mean, we, we understand those things happen. But, I mean, will you still be in the Christian race? Will you still be running strong? And that's really what we want. It's what our goal and our desire is. <clears throat> Josh, would you bring them up? Let's hear our theme song real quick. <clears throat> I'll say a few more words and...
we'll go from there. They're going to come and sing for us, and this is our new theme song. Let's see if I have it here. There we go. Go ahead. Come on up and sing, would you please? It's going to be hard to have some light in your face. just a little bit and do it one more time. Would you please let them hear it again? forward in 2016, you'll see the great need to add to your faith this year. And again, it does cost something. The Word of God is not something that you just pick up and you walk away and you've figured out all the details and you've got all the nuances of it, and it takes some time and effort. But in the 2016, we want to do some things that will help not only you but others. We're going to start some prayer on Saturday nights. We're going to be doing some things with our men this year. Certainly want to do some things with our young men that are involved in our, uh, the, 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 the uh, desire for the ministry and things. We have a school of the prophets that will be kicking off and really trying to take, uh, get into full swing here soon. We just want to help people add to their faith this year. Your Sunday school classes are to help you add to your faith and uh, things like that. I mean, everything that we do ought to be used for that purpose. And so this year we need to add to our faith. But I wonder about you tonight. I mean, have you ever really ever thought about what you're doing, the steps you're taking to grow in your Christian life? I mean, when you really think about how different am I today than I was, 
And how do I become that believer that I want to be, that Christian that I want to be? I mean, you've heard people quote Scripture and you thought, boy, I wish I could do that. You, you've seen people uh, share their testimony and you thought, boy, I wish I had a me- I wish I could share mine that, that confidently and that strongly. You've been with somebody maybe that led someone to Christ and you thought, boy, I'd like to be able to lead someone to the Lord like that. I just don't have that confidence. I'm not that, I just don't know the Word of God that well and I couldn't share it quite like they do. I mean, you've, you've considered, I'd like to be involved in a certain particular area of the ministry in the church, but I just don't maybe have that background that I need, and I've not really allowed myself. Uh, I, I wish I had more knowledge and understanding of the things of the Lord or maybe the work of God. Let me tell you something. Those are all things that you can begin to plan and prepare for. You need to have, as I told you the other day, a growth plan. You need to get that in place. You need to identify some scriptures that you're going to memorize, and you need to identify some godly books out of our bookstore that you can read that will help to grow you and enable you to go further for God. You need to make sure you're in God's house and truly listening and gleaning from the Word of God so that you can grow as God would have you. You need to make it a point in your life to truly add to your faith. And if you'll do that, you'll be amazed what God can do to you. There's not one athlete that doesn't have a certain diet that he eats or she eats. They don't have a certain weight program or some kind of exercise program so that their body can be in top condition. We are a spiritual being today, and it's important that we have a game plan in order to grow spiritually. Even as others grow physically in those areas, we must grow spiritually. So it's important that we add to our faith. I wonder what area you need to grow in, what thing you need to add to. We're going to talk about those issues that were mentioned. Add to your faith. We're going to talk about each of those this, week, this next few weeks as we go through our series. But it's important that we personally have a growth plan. Let's all stand to our feet tonight. Let's take just a few moments before any music starts to play or anything. Just think for just a moment. What area do I really need to grow in? Is there an area that I need to deal with? I want to add to my faith. I want to add because I don't want to be tempted to fall. I don't want to end up on the sideline. I don't want to be on the outside looking in. I want to finish strong what I began with Jesus Christ and what He began in my life. Is there an area? Is there something you need to do? Maybe there's some scriptures you need to memorize. Possibly you haven't been as faithful in God's house as you ought to be and you need to let the Lord know you're going to make a commitment to that this year. I'm going to start putting myself in a position, in a place to add to my faith, to grow, to be strong, to build upon that framework of faith. Father, help us, Lord, in these next few minutes of invitation. Lord, I trust that people's hearts would be tender as we think about our future and adding to our faith. Lord, the church must be strong. But it will not be strong simply because we have a few good programs in place. It's strong because the people of God are strong in their personal faith. Help us, Lord, tonight even, to make a commitment to yield to you and allow ourselves to, as we even learn over these next weeks and months, what those particular areas and what that framework is, to begin to say, I'm going to be open to your leadership, Lord. I'm going to allow you to speak to my heart. And if there's areas that I need to build on, work on, I will do that for your glory, your honor, because I want to be strong to the very end. And I don't want to ever fall. Father, we'll thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. The music's playing. I don't know. Add to your faith. Make a commitment to add to your faith even this year. Just something that simple. Lord, I'm going to add to my faith. I, I have a few ideas what that might mean, but as you reveal to me more of what I need to do and how I should do it, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that.
we're going to define each of those areas that he speaks about, verse 5 through 7. Maybe one of those areas is an area that you're struggling in, dealing with. And you're saying, Lord, I don't, I'm willing to change. I'm willing to allow you to build in my life and to do in my life as you will. I want to be that Christian that is neither barren nor unfruitful and that will never fall.